This is Within and Between, a podcast about the methods and meta-science behind developmental science. Did we, uh, have we, uh, yeah, yeah, it has. <laughs> no, we, uh, we thought, let's take a couple weeks off, because it was a lot. There was a lot. There was a lot. Um, it was the middle of our spring semesters. Mm-hmm. And now? And it's still kind of a lot. Yeah. It's, you know, we sort of, <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. it's just a lot. Yeah, I'm like, our semester ended at the end of April-ish, and now we're looking at the end of May right now. Oh my gosh. It's been a whole month. Yeah. Basically, since the end of the semester. And since we've recorded about two months. Oh, my gosh. Right? Which just totally flew by. And, you know, we... (laughs) One of the things that I think we talked about recording an episode about how we felt just so extraordinarily overwhelmed. Mm -hmm. Just, like, completely overwhelmed. But we didn't get it together for a full six weeks. No, we didn't. Because it, it was six weeks. so overwhelming to even try to do it. <laughs> to do to do anything. <laughs> and we love talking to each other. So it meant like we hardly even talked to, which was sad. I know a few like, boy, I'm feeling overwhelmed. How about you? Text messages. And that's really just about it. <laughs> I mean, it's been so... <laughs> been a lot (laughs) yeah I went from overwhelmed into just done totally done Mm -hmm. at the end of my semester and yeah done done's a really good word for just sort of like I I can't that's the thing that I was saying Mm -hmm. is I can't I can't anymore I would just I would get about three hours of work sometimes Mm -hmm. and then that was it and then my brain just would not do anything Mm -hmm. on a good those are like the good days yeah I I would get about three hours of work and then I was finding I could get about a day's worth of work like I could do one day and then it was like the next day after that day of work I am like just mostly just stared at the internet or the wall the wall (laughs) the wall I yesterday I think I I like laid outside it's finally warm here mm. so and that's a whole confounding factor that i think maybe we'll talk about who knows who knows i tried to make a sort of outline but again with the doneness and i just easily stared at the trees i stared at the sky mm. i did not do anything at all that's very strange i like to do things usually yeah 
overwhelmed and done. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I will talk a little bit about how when we were planning season two, one of the ideas we had was talking about the concept of burnout, mm-hmm. which to give this a name, all of this stuff is pretty classic symptoms of of burnout. And I'll sort of talk about what those are, I think, in a second. But, you know, I, I wrote sometime I think it was like December-ish in our notes, like, here's some ideas of what we could talk about. <laughs> this burnout is a real thing. And I it's about to be super real. We're about to be super overwhelmed as we move in to the rest of the winter and the spring semester and continue with this isolation. What are we going to do? Maybe we should talk about preparing ourselves for it. And then we didn't do that. <laughs> we should have prepared ourselves. I know. <laughs> I know. I know. I was like, but maybe it won't happen to us. Maybe, you know, we have this sort of baseline stress level. We do it to ourselves. We're used to putting in grants. We're used to deadlines. Mm-hmm. I mean, lives aren't usually on the line with anything that we do, so that no. that piece of stress isn't there. But we do mm-hmm. sort of operate on a baseline level of stress. But I think in some ways, we have learned to deal with that in a very cyclical fashion. And those cycles, there are little ones, like getting a, getting to the next paper or getting to the next lecture. Mm-hmm. And there are, are bigger ones, which is like getting to the next paper review. And then there are bigger, bigger ones, which are like getting to the end of the semester. But like, this is a constant constant buzz of stress there is no cycle it just is it just is that is a really good way to say it and it's like you know we've talked about on 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 the podcast before it like one of the reasons why i like writing grants well i like the persuasive writing but i also like the little mini ramp up of the like you know, that I, I, I actually don't mind that little ramp up of stress, you know, the like, mm-hmm. let's work really hard on this cool product, you know, for a month or however long it is. And, you know, you kind of ramp up and then, you know, it's going to go away. And I missed the ramp up of this, whatever we're in right now, and don't feel the exhilaration of the going, going, going that I get when I'm writing a grant because it is a little bit exhilarating to me at least mm-hmm. and I don't I don't know what the deadline is for this <laughs> you know I don't I don't I don't know when it's gonna end I don't I think we all have to kind of come up with our own ending it feels like you know like I don't, when is this mm-hmm. going to end I don't know I'm vaccinated now is that the end mm-hmm there's no, my kid's not vaccinated. What? I don't, I don't, uh, ah. Lots of signs. I mean, yes, ab- absolutely. Just so much of that is true. And we don't have, we don't have an ending. And one of the things that we talked about and why we wanted to just turn this on and, and get this captured is for posterity, for our own selves mm-hmm. and for, and to like, I don't know, name something that we, we think probably other people are, are going through as well. Cause it's just. It's just so much. It's just so much. Yeah. And when is it over? I don't know. I have, um, I'll, I'll, I'll talk about my journey a little bit. Maybe I'll ask you about your mm-hmm. journey through this. So mm-hmm. I, almost everybody I talked to, right, I did, I'm the, the director of developmental psychology in my department. 
and I do annual reviews individually with every grad student in my area. And so I talked with all of them and like the like three or four weeks ago individually and like all of them talked about how this semester was awful. I talked mm-hmm. to colleagues and friends and everybody was like, this was just so, it was so difficult this semester, this past one. And I can't, I, but I, I don't know why. For me personally, I really don't know why. I really, like, the level of fortune that I've had in my experience during COVID is really high. You know, my kid mm-hmm. has been almost consistently been going to in-person school. And so I've had caregiving, you know, schooling during the day for my kid. I didn't even teach this past semester. I had a course buyout that was ready to go from a grant that was in place before COVID. And like, why was this semester so awful still? You know, Mm -hmm. I didn't have all of those things. And then I got to the end of the semester and I was staring down the barrel of a new R01 submission that was supposed to go in at the beginning of June that I had had conceptualized and talked with colleagues about in December. And I was like, June, I'm going to go for it in June. And it seemed very achievable in December. I didn't teach this past semester. (laughs) Right. (laughs) So I was all the time. Yeah. yeah. I was going to go for this June submission. So, you know, the beginning of May and I still barely had a specific games page and hadn't even talked to my grants people to tell them I was even going to do this. And I had subs that would have to be in place. And I just could not, I was completely unmotivated. I wanted to do nothing. I didn't even want to like putz around my house, do nothing. Like, you know, like the classic, like procrastination Mm -hmm. stuff where you're like, I'll do other things and not do what I want. Like, I just wanted to do nothing. Um, Mm. I just, like I said, stared at a wall and sat and looked at the computer. I just clean, I, I I kept on top of my emails and that was about it. Um, Mm -hmm. and you know, I, I just completely lost motivation. I wondered if I had like a little bit of depression, uh, -hmm. because it, you know, I was like, is that what it is? I don't, I've never struggled with that before, but I'm like, or is this like the blues or whatever the right term, you know, like subclinical, you know, depression, Cause I just had no motivation and that idea of submitting that R01 just felt totally overwhelming. So it took me, you know, I don't typically quit on things. I think that's probably a, mm-hmm. a, um, a quality that many people in our field, you know, feel cause you have to be pretty persistent. Uh, mm-hmm. and I was like, I just can't do it. And actually the reason why I didn't do it in the end, I was like, it is, there is literally not enough time to set up the subcontracts in time to get this brand new R01 in. Um, mm, wow. and so I was like, nope, I stopped that, which was a huge relief. But then I also, mm-hmm. um, escaped my house and nice. <laughs> rented a, hotel room for the night about a mile away from where I live and took myself, <laughs> took myself out for dinner and I had too many drinks <laughs> and stayed overnight at a hotel. Uh, and then I decided then that I was going to just completely slow down uh, and mm-hmm. kind of half, half-heartedly, not a full break, um, but take most of May off from producing new things, 
So I've been keeping up with, um, you know, my student papers, like the, my, my mm-hmm. students' papers and, and the like, and, and, you know, with my grant-funded projects, you know, keeping up with what I need to do for those. I have a new data collection starting on one of my grant projects this summer that kind of got pushed aside because of COVID. And now we're doing a COVID data collection uh, to see, you know, what's happening with our families that were in this project. But, uh, you know, the other, so not a great full break, I will say. I was, gonna say, <laughs> I was about to say, that's a break. That's not, that is hilarious. Well, but considering that what May was supposed to do be was to create, yeah, write a new R01. And then normally yeah, in summers, true. right, I, like I have a couple papers that I probably would have written, um, like mm-hmm. first author papers. Uh, but just like, nope, I'm not, I'm not thinking really creatively right now. I'm just mm-hmm. doing the pushing the paper stuff. And I've been trying to, I'm finding by like three, I'm like totally done. So I've just been letting myself be done rather than like make it like, look at normally what I would do was like, look at my to-do list, right? We've talked for episodes about planning and, know. you know, scheduling. <laughs> and so I would look at like, goal planned setting. Out, yeah. Planned out my week and here's what I'm supposed to do today. And I would look to that and finish those tasks. And so I would say that it has been an, a, a, enough of what I needed at this point. I needed some of kind of the, mm-hmm. the, the pressure of the new stuff off, but I'm still not motivated. I'm a little bit closer to being motivated than I was like three weeks ago, but still not mm-hmm. motivated. But a new thing that I think I'm recognizing is uh, one of my PhD students graduated last year uh, and, you know, she missed her. There was no graduations here. And so uh, yesterday, our university redid um, all the 2020 graduates. We had the the like graduation ceremony. ceremony. Yeah. Oh, how cool. And so um, I was there for that. I technically wasn't allowed to be there for that, but I volunteered to be a, they need faculty to do like, I was like, like a volunteer work. Usher. Like an usher, <laughs> I like show students where to sit. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> and so I got to be there because I did that. Uh, and so I was listening to our president, who was the, the graduation speaker, you know, talk about how the 2020 grads had kind of had to give up a lot, you know, at our campus. They were told to go home for spring break, and then they were told not to come back. And that was the end of their senior year. Uh, and the, I, God, I can't even talk about it. I'm starting to get what happened was I really, I just started crying. And I'm getting worked out now. And I'm like, I think I am processing like the trauma of this past year. Um, yeah. And like, I'm crying now a little bit, you know, like, I know. so oh I, I don't think I even realized it was happening and I don't know why, where this is coming from. You know, like I said, my kid's been in school. I've been pretty fortunate. I would say like my husband and I have gotten even closer this past year. You know, we, we see each mm-hmm. other more. <laughs> we were very purposeful with spending time together. Um, mm-hmm. I, I, nobody close to me has gotten, uh, you know, has been even really sick from COVID. Uh, like I just can't get over how privileged I've been in this year and I'm still messed up uh, yeah. from it. Oh, so gosh, that's you said that's, so many things. That's that are, where I'm sitting right now. <laughs> I don't know what any of it means. I don't. I don't know. I don't. I don't know. Well, I think we'll link to Ed to um, Ed Young's piece mm-hmm. in the Atlantic, um, and he talks a little bit about how much how people really tend to belittle 
not belittle is not quite the right word. I, I can't remember the way he put it, but it's, you know, we, we tend to say it's not so bad for me. At least it's not that. And so we, we, we're doing a better, we, we, we do ourselves a disservice. I think when we, when we do that, he, this is his argument basically that yes, it's good to keep things in perspective, but that doesn't mean that you aren't going through some, some crap, right? You're definitely going through some things and it's definitely, it's true that it's painful and it's distressing. And I think one of the, one of the reasons, because I've thought about this too, you know, one of the things that always made me feel better is things like, I love talking to you. Mm-hmm. Hi, it's nice to see your face, nice to see by the way. Hi. Hi. This is great. <laughs> and that all, that, that makes me feel better. And, you know, exercising, there are things that I do that make me feel better. Mm-hmm. And I was deliberately avoiding them. Mm-hmm. I found myself deliberately not doing that. And I think... Here's my, this is my theory, Mm -hmm. is that I think it's in part because somewhere we know it's not over. And so I was like, I can't process it yet because it's still happening. So Mm -hmm. it's like the work, being able to sit with that and like listen to the president talk about the, the trauma of last year in a retrospective way, I have not been ready for Mm -hmm. because it's not over to me yet. It's not, I haven't reached the end of this traumatic experience yet. And so I think I wasn't ready to process things in that way yet. Maybe I, maybe I will be eventually, but I, I I certainly haven't been yet. Mm -hmm. Maybe, maybe it's that whole stress, stress cycle. I don't know. But I, yeah, I think, um. I don't have I'm I don't have any students who are graduating this year or last year. Like none of my direct supervisees mm-hmm. were graduating and so and I don't work with any undergraduates. So I didn't like I didn't miss that milestone for anyone. Which I think probably is helpful. <laughs> That's a terrible <laughs> thing to say. I don't know. I don't know. I felt I how I've put it sometimes is it feels like like I was talking to some girlfriends back home who are not academics uh, and they were, you know, asking me how I was feeling. They're like, we know you love to travel. How are you doing? Um, and uh, I was like, you know, that for me, some of my most favorite parts of this job have gone away. Mm, yes. And Oh, it's so true. And it's, you know, I love to travel, but also interacting with students. You know, the only teaching mm-hmm. experience I had in this past year was a lot of black boxes on Zoom. And, yeah. you know, interacting with my lab staff. You know, I haven't seen them in, in person in a year. You know, I've had mm-hmm. a whole group of undergrad research students come through the lab that I only knew a little bit over Zoom. Uh, and... Oh. You know, so I love interacting with students. I love traveling. I love talking with colleagues in the hallway, you know, going for lunch with colleagues and coffee Um, and like talking about stuff or, you know, brainstorming something, you know, like, you know, bouncing ideas off of each other. Just, I don't know, just like bullshitting by the water cooler kind of stuff. And Mm -hmm. that hasn't been there. So yeah, and then instead we get, you know, more paperwork. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Um, so much more paperwork. And, you know, and I am not a solitary academic. We've talked about this. You're not either. Mm -hmm. And so Mm -hmm. it is not ideal for me to be sitting in an office just working on my own. I don't like that. Yeah. Um, Yeah. You know, that's not, I want to be meeting and talking with people about my science and coming up with new ideas. So, yeah. I, you said something else earlier that I wanted to build off of, which is, you know, we, we both have had pretty externally validating years, mm-hmm. like 20, well, I, but this is in our notes too. I wrote, boy, spring 2020 was quite a time warp. No, spring 2021 <laughs> was the time warp. That is how messed up my sense of time is right now. <laughs> it was spring 2021, but like in the last 12 months, even in the last six months, you have a nice big promotion mm-hmm. full on that has happened for you which is extremely exciting and then I had some papers finally accepted mm-hmm. that I've been pushing through for a long time mm-hmm. which was extremely externally validating I have a student who's just about to graduate that's so exciting mm-hmm. doing such good work and so like all of these great externally validating things are happening but they're not getting all the way through they're just not they're just doing nothing they're just sitting there and then I go back to tired and forgetful and you know overwhelmed just back straight straight to overwhelmed it's like you can celebrate it for a second and then it's gone and then it's gone I know that's just gone yeah and why even... so you brought this up like why mm-hmm. go ahead no no okay it was Don't just another ahead. example of what you're saying you're right I'm feeling the exact same way I just can't celebrate the same way and it doesn't feel rewarding in the same way, the the rewards. Yeah. And the other thing that, that Ed talks about in this article is he says, he describes it like this. You know, if you've been swimming for a year, you don't expect to get to dry land and then still feel like you're drowning. Yeah. <laughs> but I think that, that that anecdote is as clever as it is. Some of us aren't on dry land yet. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Some mm-hmm. of us are definitely not. Like you said, your kid's not vaccinated. My I, my kids aren't vaccinated yet. Well, one of them is partly vaccinated, but still, we're not, we're not out of the woods. You know, I just the other day, I went, just the other day, what am I talking about? Yesterday, I was walking with my kid and we went, there's a little penny candy shop down the street. So cute. You can drop in and buy a piece of candy for five cents. So we went to go do that and we walked in together and the employees all weren't wearing masks and we both like froze freaked out turned around and walked out but like they don't have to Mm -hmm. there's no mask mandate it had a sign that said our employees are vaccinated so like sure they could be they don't have to have masks on but i like legitimately like froze in fear (laughs) of like oh my gosh what is this what's happening i don't understand the world is different now mm-hmm. and so i think that for some people it's some people are on an island and feel like they're drowning and some of us are still swimming mm-hmm. and there's like a i think let's not underestimate the trauma responses that we're going to have to things like seeing people without masks on if you're used to people with masks on or heck the first time somebody like pats you on the shoulder to walk past you in a crowded space i think i will not be okay with that that will freak me right out Mm -hmm. i'm pretty sure i think we're gonna these memories are gonna live in our bodies for a long time 
look i'm like you're you too i, know, I just took a big sort of breath like... i know we're all, i got my arms <laughs> wrapped around me Ten stuff. yeah <laughs> <laughs> just listening to that is stressing me out <laughs> yeah how are you feeling Ugh. coming off of your semester this past semester and going into summer what are some of your have you laid out plans for for what you're gonna do yeah i um <laughs> so yeah so i'm on some grants that are going to start collecting data so i've you know sort of laid out all of the times that i'm spending on grants and usually i will anything that i don't have on grants i'll like pay myself mm -hmm. to work for that rest of that summer and i'm gonna not do that will i do a good job of not working i don't know but i'm hoping that i will because i need a break mm -hmm. i think i think i need an actual break mm -hmm. i don't know if i uh, i don't know i'm feeling just i'm just feeling overwhelmed is exactly what i'm mm -hmm. feeling like the only thing that gets me really excited is listening to the things that my students are doing and helping them move those pieces along that stuff it's still like when i meet with them it's still exciting and it's fun and it's engaging and it's interesting and then I get off of those calls and it's like, now I'll stare at the wall for a little while because I'm mm -hmm. just done. And I'm, I'm supposed to teach a new prep in the fall for me. Mm. Uh, I've been saving ideas and things in a, in a folder and I'm, maybe I'll be able to get excited about it. But right now I'm, I'm really not. Mm-hmm like at all and this sort of this sort of actually ties in really nicely to the reason why i think it's so hard for us right now and the last couple of weeks in particular why i think they have been the hardest and i think it's because there's a light at the end of the tunnel i think it's because i really think it's the it's i called it the sunday theory in my notes you know how sometimes sunday is like the worst day because the whole day is spoiled because you're just thinking about what you have to do tomorrow Mm. I think that probably part of this is because we are feeling so unbelievably overwhelmed and we, everybody's just talking about when are we getting back to normal? Everybody's just talking about it's going to be normal soon. And I can't handle not normal. Do you know what I mean? I can't handle everybody <laughs> being so overwhelmed. They can't get to my emails. I can't handle the, this like way lower work level that we have right now. There is no way I'm going to be able to handle normal, quote unquote, work level. That is not going to be okay. And I am somewhere in the back of my head, or maybe right now in the full front part of my head. That's bad brain science. <laughs> I am very aware that this is coming and that I will not handle it well. Mm -hmm. That's, that is my theory why I think, because all, all the news started shifting towards once we get back to work. Everything started shifting to in-person classes, in-person, 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 conferences in-person. And that's just like, we're just ramping back up to everything being the way it was before. And it just can't be. It can't be the way it was before. I can't. I won't. I won't make it. No, I will say kind of one of the better sides of COVID at least showed kind of what it's like to slow down a little bit with extracurricular activities and social stuff and travel. Mm. Um, although I don't, I don't find travel exhausting, so I don't mind that going back up, no. but yeah, like the, 
not really having much to do every evening <laughs> or weekend um, has been mm -hmm. pretty nice. Um, and you're right. I hadn't actually thought through the work stuff ramping up because you're right. In the end, it wasn't the same level this past year. It was less. Mm -mm. Um, and to make up for that and less, it's all like we're going to have to do more almost, you know, the way that we've that at least the cycle of academia that I find myself in of the like keep keeping it up, keeping going more, you know, more achievements, doing more things, you know, get that next grant has to lay on top of the grant you already have right now, blah, 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 just more and more and more. Um, and we. Yeah, it's like. Do we go, do you go back on that trajectory from before? And I say this from, you're right. I just, you know, my promotion to full is completed. Um, I don't have to. Um, <laughs> I feel like I'm done. Don't, don't tell just university that. Yeah. But, you know, I don't have to, but one of the reasons why I'm here is because that is not a feeling that I handle very well. I do always do it because that's the way I am. Uh, and yeah. so, uh, yeah. Like, how are you feeling with like tenure stuff being pre-tenure? Do you think you like, do you feel other, extra stress about that? Um, no, I probably should say yes, but no, I really don't. I don't know why it's because I, so I tried to take, I read some piece when I got this job and it was called the seven year postdoc. Mm -hmm. That's what got me through tenure too. And I, that, was it really? Mm -hmm. I, maybe you're the one who told me about it. And so that has sort of always been my attitude is I, I, I work. I really, I like working. I love this job. I love most, you know, usually I love the work that we do. I love putting new content into the world. I love expanding knowledge. I love working with students. I love everything about this job. It just feels like a lot right now. But so I'm not, I get the opportunity to do this job for seven years. And then at the end of those seven years, either I'll get to keep doing it or I'll get another job. And that is such grace. Like, that is incredible. Honestly, compared to every other job that exists, even teachers like at my kids' school, they get year-to-year -year contracts. Mm -hmm. People in every other field, they're lucky to get a year contract. Most of the time, you show up and you don't know you could be let go right then and there. And so that, that seven years to do your job is an incredible privilege. So I have not, the, the only thing that stresses me out about being pre-tenure is I hate paperwork. <laughs> I hate it so much. I hate filling out and putting things in little boxes. And then I hate that somebody reads where I put things in boxes and tells me that I put them all in the wrong boxes. That stresses me out to no end. But the actually getting things done, getting papers out, like the, the tenure process, that doesn't stress me out. Mm. That doesn't stress me out at all. I feel pretty good about it. But I also am extremely privileged in that I had six years of working as a researcher before going into tenure. So nobody's going to look. I think I have I, don't, I have a lot of publications. I don't think anybody's going to look at my publications and go, she should have had more. Yeah. So. And you knew the job a little bit too. But I agree. It's your kind of your, your frame of mind is what's protecting you there. Mm -hmm. I'm stressed out enough without stressing out That's enough. That's true. <laughs> 
sorry for bringing it up and being like, why are you stressed about that, Jess? <laughs> I feel we're like there's gonna, one more We're going to heap that on to you now. <laughs> no, I'm not stressed out about that particularly. It'll be nice when it's over, but then there's just one more thing to start putting paperwork in together for. So yeah, eh. that's just part of the job, I think. But uh, the other thing I think I'm really going to miss is the grace we give each other right now. Maybe that'll stay. I doubt it. But like, you know, if you are trying to get a hold of someone, like I, if you try to get a hold of, a, I don't know, someone to, to fill out a piece of paper, I don't know, like a fiscal person or a, someone in your office and they're away or like if I'm away, people were just so like, I get it. You need time. Mm-hmm. Go. Yes. Everybody needs to have a break. I loved getting messages from my administration, like, give students a break right now. It's very stressful. Uh, make sure that you're being generous with your time and with their grades. I don't know. I'm making those mm-hmm. up. It's been a long time since we talked to each other. <laughs> <laughs> I forget how to do this. Um, so just there, there are all these messages of giving each other grace that I, um, I will miss. And I hope that I... I, I would like to think that maybe this would be the new normal, but I, I understand that I'm extremely optimistic and probably that's not the case. Yeah. And we're going to be right back to don't round grades. Don't you know, three days absences only right back to all that nonsense. Our university is pushing us to go back to that nonsense pretty quickly. We've already gotten the threatening yeah. emails about how work from home or work, you know, work from a distance is going away um that's we are not we are at like a res a, a, a residential campus or whatever they call it like employees are expected Ugh. to be back um there's only there they were proud to announce a new hr policy where a very very select group of employees could possibly have um a, a you know an agreement set up that they can work from wherever but there are very oh, specific no. boxes you have to fill to get that so at least here, yeah, they're already pushing. They are pushing hard to get people back and pushing hard for mm. it to go back to normal, normal, what it was before, yeah. without any reflection of like the things yeah. like, you know, could we not all take a moment as a society and be like, we actually like it better? Some of this worked well. Yeah. <laughs> Some, <laughs> Some of this, this didn't. Yeah, let's, like, let's reflect on what worked well and, you know, it, with your own like culture you know, the own like narrow culture that you're in, I understand, you know, we're not probably not all going to move to like the European model of taking your full, taking three months off. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like don't bother talking to a European in August. Cause you won't get a hold of them. <laughs> um, and that's amazing. <laughs> it's just not the American way. Um, no. and you know, we're probably not going to get there, but you're right. The idea of like taking time where that things might take a, be a little slower to finish something, um, that extensions are normal, but also we're all traumatized. Yeah. We are all traumatized. Some of us are more traumatized than others, and I don't think that necessarily falls along the lines of people that you know having died from COVID. I think it just depends individual differences. People are more affected from this than other people. Um, may, some people, like I have friends who were able to go into the office every single day for the entire pandemic. They took two weeks off, and then they were in 
you know, working jobs where they had to be in person all the time. And then I have other people like me who have, I've still not been to my office. Still. It's been over, it's a year and a half almost, and I still haven't been to my office. So I think it's like there, we're, we're all traumatized in different ways. And to think that we can just pretend it didn't happen is mind-blowing to me. Mm-hmm. Like all of us are sort of collectively going, phew, glad that's over. Like we went over a pothole or something. <laughs> this is much bigger. Than a, this is like you accidentally drove your car into the dang river and then we're like well good thing i'm just gonna keep going you can't mm-hmm. now i don't know what i feel like there are steps we should be able to put in place in our own labs or in our own courses or something like that that where we can provide that grace to others i don't have any concrete steps right now but it's certainly something that i'm i'm interested in thinking about when on the days when i don't feel so overwhelmed that i stare at a wall for an hour i know i didn't even prep we like i don't even have any great solutions to talk about for people listening or ideas i haven't even begun to i'm just processing this myself i haven't even begun to process this with like my my lab you know like and what it means for them and how they're feeling and yeah you know uh i i'm not even there yet right right so I don't, Not, I don't and it takes to be able to lead people through this. Really, we have to start processing it. We have to um, in some ways. And I, the, the things that I'm reading aren't quite there. The, the just the, the advice that I'm getting in, around this are sort of like acknowledging that this is trauma, which is which I think is is good. Um. But and like acknowledging that it's over when I just don't think it's over for so many people. I just don't think that it is. Mm-hmm. That's also traumatic. With a little t. These are these are, I think, little, not they're not oh good words. Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> mm-hmm. We didn't. We're not recording after three p.m. Thank goodness. <laughs> 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 then we wouldn't have been able to say anything at all. <laughs> I don't know. I think um, you're right. We probably should have thought this all the way through to get to the point that we have solutions. The only solutions I have are, um, I think, keep keep reading, keep acknowledging that we don't know what we're doing. Nobody knows what they're doing. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's there is some research on how people handle isolation and traumatic events and experiences. Um, but there's very, there's not nearly as much about how an entire. Yeah. Like population society. That's a good point. Even from the individual differences perspective, right? Like that, those would have been so rare one-off cases that, you know, that we prior to COVID, you would have had concerns about the generalizability of that work. And so now you're like, well, <laughs> How can we generalize it? Probably can't. I don't know. I don't know. Here's here is where I have gotten to, and I did write this in our outline, okay. which is we are all of us, I think, pretty familiar with the sweeping the ocean back with a broom feeling mm-hmm. that is academia, sort of generally. It's like you do one thing well, they go, oh, great, they know how to do this thing, and then they give you 20 of it. So there's always something else to do. And I have a friend I was talking to this week who said, 
We need to reframe all of these things as care tasks that doing your job, reviewing papers and uh, you know, advising students and preparing for class and grading your emails and all that stuff, it's all of it is the same as like laundry. It's never getting done. There is no such thing as caught up because it will always be there and it will always continue to be there. And it doesn't matter how much time you put into it. I mean, it sort of does. But if you you have to expect to do a little bit of it every day and not that if I just work an extra six hours right now, it'll it'll get better. That maybe sometimes four hours is all you're going to get in a day and that's enough. And if you keep trying to sweep the ocean back with a broom, then you won't have that energy to give to it tomorrow. So you just, it just keeps going. And that frame of mind helped me mm-hmm. yesterday. Well, it was the one day, one day at a time? Tomorrow? One day at a time. One more day. One day more. I almost started singing. <laughs> I did that on purpose. I wondered if I could get you. <laughs> I almost did it. I'm like, don't. Sing me, Miss. <laughs> Don't sing. <laughs> it's killing me not to right now, but I'm such a terrible singer. <laughs> well, this is hard. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, we we wanted to talk to each other because, A, I think it helps me feel better when I talk to you. So thanks for that hard eye emoji. Mm-hmm. I appreciate it. And, and I think maybe hearing that this sucks for us too is helpful to other people <sighs> yeah maybe I agree I think it was just a let's process it with each other and record it and yeah and I think as, as as I continue to think about this and continue to process it I think we'll we'll keep I don't know I'll start maybe trying to write it down or something I just I feel like we've got to we have to work next semester. It has to happen. Like the fall. We'll just in the fall. The fall, yeah. We have to work in the fall. Ugh. Do we? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I guess we can. I guess not. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, as somebody with tenure in my department, I know exactly how long I cannot work for before something will happen. <laughs> And it's about five years. I just read all that paperwork. It's in the bylaws. I know. <laughs> five years. Oh my god. It's four or five. Oh, yeah. Then we get shifted to a greater teaching load. Oh. Wow. That's nice. That's very specific. <laughs> they they laid it out. <laughs> yeah, they did. That's nice. Well, I don't know. I think we'll we will keep on keeping on Mm -hmm. try to take breaks i'm gonna try to build in more break time on purpose over the summer that's that's what i'm doing i also you know we'll we'll put some articles in in the in the uh uh, library in the uh show notes show notes about um burnout what it is and and how to look out for it because really you know sort of reading that helped me to go oh you know, that feeling of hopelessness, that all of a sudden being super irritable when you haven't been before, the getting headaches, becoming forgetful, all of that is burnout. It's like classic mm-hmm. burnout symptoms. And sort of reading that made me go, look, it's just like you're just under this constant barrage of stress. And it's stacking up. 
So we'll put those yeah. in the show notes too. And I guess I've been, it's been interesting to see the Twitter chatter about what people are doing. Cause in the last few days before we'd already set to record this episode and a lot of people have been talking about it on Twitter. Academic Twitter has been talking about this. Like, are you going to take breaks or yeah. whatever it looks like? And like everyone's solutions went a little bit different, but maybe kind of reflect on what might work for you and recognize mm. that you probably do need more break than you're probably used to, or even comfortable admitting that you might want to do just because there is often at least in our area of academia summers are usually the time when you do lots of writing and gosh and education right Uh, the major grants we don't know yet but like the major once a year grant deadline is going to be at the end of summer and but and all of our data collection that's the thing about working in schools right data collection starts in august so school starts data collection starts that usually happens so there's all that prep that's going to happen. So I think managing energy like that is probably really, really smart to keep in mind how much you have to do and how much you have to save up. Like running a marathon. You're a runner. You can't just like step out and and run really far in one day, right? You have to like train up for it. The day before a big race, you don't run really far, right? You have to like not run mm-hmm. on purpose so that you're ready to run the next day. Mm-hmm. This is a bad analogy. Maybe my analogy is breaking down. I don't run anywhere. No, no, that's true. I'm just like, I just missed the training part. Um, but you're right. You're saying kind of oh, reverse yeah. of what I, like we got to train for getting back up into gear this fall. And part of that training is taking breaks. Mm-hmm. It is. That's what I was trying to do. Okay. Forgive me. Again, <laughs> I haven't spoken out loud to other humans in a long time. No, we'll go with that it. I'm not directly we'll go with related it. to. It's true. You do. <laughs> It's very true to us. <laughs> oh my god! Uh, all right. Well, we promise that next time we will try harder to be more cohesive and coherent, and have actual like solutions, maybe, or I don't know, or at very least an outline that we actually follow. Yeah. But this was kind of a like a um bonus yeah jess and i do miss talking to each other we do miss recording we needed a break which is why we ended season you know our season and are going to start a new season um and i actually don't know when we're going to start it next but we'll release this in the meanwhile uh and i think our hope this time around is normally we're always just an episode or two ahead of you all but i think this time we want to be a little bit more ahead um in our recording so might be a little yeah, bit between recording and yeah and releasing we'll see so it might be a little mm-hmm. bit before our next episode comes out after this one uh, really technically the first episode of season three but we got some cool stuff yeah that we're we want to talk about in a, in season three and we're almost a full year into doing this jess because you know what we did <gasps> That's right we're like major world pandemic let's start a podcast <laughs> <laughs> And then now, here we are, 11 months later, recording our burnout episode. (laughs) (laughs) Our bad. Our bad. (laughs) Oh my God, we're hilarious. And we also both talked about how we were like, we could start another podcast. We did. (laughs) We did. We were both like, we could do one more. (laughs) Don't do one more. No, we're not. Take breaks. Self. Yeah. I'm going to start writing it in my journal every day. Take breaks. Okay. Ugh. 
All right. Thanks, everyone, for listening, and we will see you. I hope hope we're doing next time. Yeah, we hope you're doing okay. Stay healthy and safe. Mm -hmm. Thanks for listening to this episode of Within and Between. For information about this and all our episodes, you can visit our website, withinandbetweenpod.com. Connect with us on Twitter at within underscore between, where you can send us questions about developmental science and developmental sciencing. See you next time.